Welcome to I Wish I Was Dead. I'm your host, Neil Merritt. Um, we are doing our summer comedy series right now. Uh, we have a very special guest, one of Denver's top comedians with us today. Um, he's from the LOL Network, Bounce TV, The Monique Show. He's been on the B on BET Network, and he's currently working on some comedy sketches for Cyclops Studios. Oh, oh yes. we got Mr. Ryan Evans. And yes. Ryan, I wanted to tell you that if I ever met Eddie Murphy, I would totally tell him that he looked like you. Someone needs to tell him something. I need so, at least a piece of a check behind seriously. this. Seriously. <laughs> no respect anymore. None. None whatsoever. I've been looking like this all my life. For those that don't know, Google me now. This is Ryan Evans. That's R-I-O-N. People people say that I look like Eddie Murphy, but I, I don't see it. But people say it. People say it so hard. This is what happened. Charlie Murphy died, right? Right. I get all of the condolences on Facebook because <laughs> the face recognition, you know what I'm saying? So when he, I felt the pain of the Murphy family. So yeah, awesome. I get it all the time. I get it all the time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard that joke and I was just like, you know, it's about time somebody really bright brings that up. No? <laughs> um, so how's it going, man? How's your day? This is the first time we've actually met in person. We yes. talked once on the phone and mm -hmm. then texting, but... um. Like I told you earlier, I'm very excited to have you here. I appreciate um, that, man. I, I hope to not let you down. <laughs> me too, Ryan. Me too. <laughs> I'll keep a good eye on you, all right? <laughs> um, but uh, first of all, too, I, you have a website, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, RyanEvans.com, R-I-O-N. Not Rion, but Ryan. RyanEvans.com. Uh, give you my latest on everything. You know, I do a little acting and commercial work, but I, I'm a comedian at heart, so whenever I have a show... I put it up there. That's where you see it. There you go. All yeah. the clips are there. Yeah. Be sure to check that out. We'll um, we'll actually put a link on the I Wish I Was Dead uh, Facebook page. We're working on our website as well. It's just not up and running yet. I'm with it. But um, we'll, we'll put that up there so people can find you. <laughs> cool. So, Ryan, so um, how long have you... I, when we talked, you said you're originally from Chicago, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm originally from the south side of Chicago. I left my weaponry there, and I moved. <laughs> I moved around. I actually move around every seven years. Oh, uh, wow. that's how my life has been. So, born in Chicago, seven years later, I moved to Louisiana. Um, and my stepfather at the time was a preacher, so we moved all around Louisiana, uh, uh, finding different uh, what do you call it, parsonage. To oh, live okay, in. yeah, and. Um, when I was 14, I moved back to Chicago to live with my father. And then when I was 20, 21, I moved to Los Angeles and began my entertainment career. I lived out there 10 years, about 30. When I was 30, I moved to uh, Atlanta. I lived there three years. And then I've been here for how old am I? I'm 39. Oh, so I've been oh. here that amount of time. Do the math yourself. Well, um, I forgot to introduce the other people here. We got Katie the Couch Crasher that's on the couch. Couch Crasher Katie. Couch Crasher She might say something. She might not. Who knows? If we're lucky. Um, yeah, if, if we're, we're lucky. lucky. People are like, how long is she going to be here? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So She, had a she looks pretty comfortable. This is, gonna, this is the long haul. You I, prepare yourself. <laughs> she had a quote-unquote mold problem. Oh, so, yeah. yes. So. You, you can't even go against the mold problem. There's nothing else you can say. With no, mold nothing else. The, nothing the, else. The, um, we also have Eric, our um, IT guy. Um, you might remember last episode, he bumped his head. So, Eric, if you could just get your shit together for this yeah. episode, it'd be really nice. You bumped your head? I'm curious. And he yeah, stretched back and hit it. Oh! <laughs> Professionalism that, to a T, people. Yeah. 
the loud yawn stretch and bump. Oh god, Eric. I run a tight ship, Ryan. I, I run a tight ship. No yawning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got a friend that won't leave and my IT guy that can't get a ship to go. So <laughs> put everybody to work. That's right. That's right. Well, you brought your own photographer with you, I see. Always. So, yeah. This is actually Cyclops Studio that you name. Everything Cyclops that Studios. I do, okay. this is Sue. Sue goes with me everywhere. She's my girlfriend, bodyguard, and confidant. She uh, takes pictures. Whenever you see a picture that's labeled Cyclops Studio, she's behind the camera. Whenever you see a video, because we do sketches too, oh, yeah. she's the one filming. Well, you know, I've been watching some of those sketches too. I'm, I'm a big fan, so keep doing what you're doing. He's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Where you see all like these numbers pop up, I keep watching it. Yeah. I really like this one too. It's a good thing they can't tell how many times they go on someone's Facebook page. I'm the stalker. Next thing you know, I'm like, you know, four people deep in their like in-law's cousin and I'm like how the fuck do you get here? You know what I mean? I'm on that dog's page. Yeah, like, I'm on your dog's page. When does your dog go out to shit? When? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. Well, I, I like researched this guy that was on um, our last episode and I pulled out something from like four years ago and he goes, how the hell did you know about that? And I was like, oh shit, I just caused holy myself. Out. I was trying to leave that behind me. Yeah, right. Drop my past up. <laughs> well, that's awesome that you were, so you were in Atlanta and then you moved to Denver. Yeah. So I was in Atlanta for a year before I moved back to Denver. Mm -hmm. And I'm from the rural mountains. So The rural mountains? The rural mountains in, in Conifer, Colorado. I thought you were talking about in Atlanta. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Deliverance country. <laughs> they gave me a banjo as soon as I got into town. Here, boy, take that and jiggle away. <laughs> I've been working on my squealing and pig <laughs> I was just out in the uh, mountainous area. I don't go out there too much out here. What'd you think? Uh, it was it's scary. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was reminded that the mountain lions, this is where they go to gather humans and take them back to the mountains. And the goats yeah. and the coyotes, yeah. I don't like to be that close to the mountain as a black man. Well, I, I, you know what? <laughs> As a white man, <laughs> they scare me too. Did you hear about that white guy in Fort Collins that killed one with his bare hands? Choked him out after taking a, a blow from him. He's like, not today, not on my run. He's a skinny, dorky little like white dude. Not anymore. You not choke anymore. a mountain lion out, you are Thor. Oh, I wish I remembered his name. I, I, his new name is Stud. That's mm. all I'm saying. Stud man mountain choker. <laughs> mountain lion choker. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, mountain lions, we actually lost... Um, Two of our neighbors' dogs to a mountain lion. Really? See, yeah. see how common that is? Yeah, I know. And I mean, like, not in Chicago. I turned 18 and I got emancipated by my parents and I moved right into the like downtown Denver, you know? <laughs> yeah, like getting out of here. I'm like, give me the homeless people, <laughs> give me, you know, the murders, all that stuff. I'll take them. Those animals, I'm done. Unpredictable. Yeah, so those we're on the animals. same page. The right. animals, those animals. Those animals? <laughs> yeah. I'll take the human animals, not the real animals, okay? <laughs> so, oh, goodness. So, um, so, why did you get in comedy? Uh, how, when did you get into comedy? Was it something that you've always done? Or did it just one day you're like, you know what? I'm going to go up on stage and I'm funny. It was kind of like the one day thing, but it was over time at the same time. When I, um, as a as a kid, you know, I was very shy, very, it wasn't shy. I'm going to stop using that term. I like to observe more than anything. Yeah. I want to talk. So I, that's probably why I'm good at comedy because I like to observe mannerisms and facial expressions. You got a great face, man. He's just in a smile. <laughs> he's into the story. That makes the story go faster. Well, he's really quiet. He's probably like, like me. <laughs> I'm See, quiet yeah, too. Okay, yeah, ahead. you know, I'm a bit of a nerd, but not so much. But comedy stumbled upon me when I moved to Los Angeles. It wasn't the plan necessarily to move. Move. I was coming for a visit, and there are fucking palm trees there. Like, who leaves? Yeah, yeah. You know? So I went there for a visit, and my brother, who's also a comedian, his name is Rodney Perry, he was on uh, you uh, 
announced the Monique show. He was Rodney Perry. Yeah, okay. the co-host of the Monique show. He, um, he, he, he was hosting a comedy show, and he asked if I want to come down and watch. And I saw the manager, the owner of the building, was doing everything. He'd take the money at the door. He'd come away from behind, <laughs> and he'll go seat you. And then he'll come back and do another customer. Then he'll go to the bar and get the drinks oh, made. Shit. Then he'd come up and start the show from the up in the raptors of the place. And I'm like, I got CDs. I can help at least with the music. So he yeah. made me the doorman and the DJ. So I went from, hi, hi how are you? You know, to, hey, this is DJ, wait a minute. You know, we're about to ready to start the show. Yeah. My name was given to me by another comic because he would come on stage. His name is D'Anthony Brown. He would come on stage. D'Anthony Brown would say, hey, that's a great song. I like that, DJ. Let me get that new uh, R. Kelly song you got there. And I'm like, I have it, but you should have talked to me <laughs> before the show starts so I can get it ready. So in the midst of me looking for it, y'all give it up for the DJ. That's DJ, wait a minute. He got it. He got it, but it's just, you give him a, a second or two. So I started out DJing and naturally just watching comedy live five nights out the week. And sometimes multiple shows, it just, uh, it bites you. Yeah. And you start like saying things like, oh, shit, I made a comic laugh. Uh -huh. yeah. and, you know, I've seen this guy on Comic View. I made him laugh. Maybe I got something. Yeah. And at the time, my girlfriend, I met a girl uh, who was starting out comedy, so to speak, too. But she was a lot further along. But she was taking my advice to the stage. So I can say something and actually see it. You know what I mean? So, fuck, am I funny? Yeah. And I tried it one time. And I can, I, I wish I still had the tape. I used to watch that tape over and over again because it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see the actual moment when the bug bit me. You know, yeah. hey, how y'all doing and everything? And then one laugh happened. I'm like, hell. <laughs> yeah. So the next joke, you know, <laughs> and it opened me up. So I would say, like, I, I'm 39 now. I started coming when I was 25. But I say the bug bit me when I first got to Los Angeles. I was able to be around national headliners and things of yeah. that nature that I've always admired throughout, you know, watching comedy. Didn't know I was such a fan until I can see them, until yeah. I can interact with them. And they're laughing at me. So, yeah. I'd say when I was about 25 when I started, but about 21 when it was like something's yeah. happening. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, you said you're around some national headliners and stuff. Mm -hmm. Who are some of the the people that you've actually met or, or done comedy with or open for? I know a lot of people. Uh, like Kevin Hart is a good good. Uh, I, I, I want to say friend because I can't call him now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's he's someone who's helped my career out throughout my career. Even oh, when he cool. was starting out and nobody knew who he was. His friends that write for him are my friends. You yeah. know, they, I've known them for 20 years. They just happen to hit it off. Like his head writer and him were the same size shoot. That's how they hit it off. I was there the day it happened. That's like, we wear the same size shoe. And then look at that. Well, yeah. well, for life. Well, for life. That's what happened. <laughs> Nike for life. <laughs> I'm more of a D's guy, but we'll go with Nike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I know people like Kevin Hart. It, it, it's, I know those people, and those names are easy to name. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of other people that are just as talented that just don't, you know, those are the people that I give the credit to me being like uh, yeah. the comic I am. There's a comedian by the name of David Arnold. You don't know who the hell he is. But if you've watched Fuller House, the new one, he's the writer. He's been writing for shows like that for years. Oh, Most wow. of your favorite shows and words, it's like, oh, I love that line. That's yeah. David Arnold. Uh, I have a monthly show that I run in Colorado Springs. Uh, I'm bringing a friend of mine, Alex Thomas. He used to write on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. used to write on Jamie Foxx's show. These are the people that I admire the most. So a name is a name. You know, I can, yeah. I can name some names. I work with Monique all the time. I work with, uh, uh, I've worked with, uh, y'all don't know April Macy like that, do y'all? 
I don't know. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Maybe I don't know big names at all. <laughs> but it, it, Everybody else happens. knows who it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, though. Living in L.A., those names are not big anymore. They're just regular people, you yeah. know, especially when you work with them just a little bit. I've opened up for Chris Tucker and it's nothing. Like, you know, it really? happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you know, know who that is. <laughs> it just happened. I'm like, I got a name. <laughs> I got a name. <laughs> yeah, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, resonate so hard until you step away. Like I just said, you're like, oh, yeah. rush hour. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like maybe I have done some important things <laughs> by opening for someone, I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so we did all that. I noticed on your Facebook page because I've talked to you so much. It's okay. Um, you, you, I see a lot of positive power stuff on there. Yeah. Um, even your tagline's like, I'm awesome. Yeah. I mean, how do you equate your success to the positive power thinking? Um, as a comedian, uh, we're trying to find, to the naked eye, it looks like we're trying to find the good, the happy, but it's not. There is no happy without sad. Mm-hmm. And as a comedian, that's where we reside. That's where we wallow in. And sometimes you can put that coat on and it becomes familiar. I like to be sad because I can find some humor, take it to the stage, and that sadness is eliminated because they're laughing with me. But that's not always the case. Depression lurks around everywhere. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of me sitting one day, I uh, oh, I let a lot of things go, a lot of things. I, I think I was pushing up on 200 pounds and a lot of drinking. Ooh, ooh. Jack that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I had an epiphany sitting on the couch and, uh, it was, a, a, a defining moment in the sense of, I was defining what I was going through, the depression, mm-hmm. it, it, the word itself, it has a negative connotation, but I started looking at it as not depression, but, uh, a better me trying to arise, trying to come out, but I keep suppressing it. So I started telling myself I'm awesome looking at the things that I've done already. Like, fuck, why are you sitting on this couch letting yourself become this? Mm-hmm. You can become whatever you want to be. And so I started, you know, doing that. I spent time with myself, and a lot of people don't do that. You have to sit with yourself because ultimately in depression, you are the problem. There's no one sitting there depressing you. It's yeah. you. So you have to look in that mirror and be that person. And once I looked, I saw something very spectacular that I never glanced at before. And it was simply and utterly me. I'm awesome. And no one can take that away from me. And and, and once I got to that point where I can say that and mean it, no one can take that away from me because I discovered it Mm -hmm. on my own. It just started happening. And it's not so much that I'm trying to be positive. It's just that I'm trying to fight the negative. Mm -hmm. You know, and it it comes out like, Ryan, you're so positive. Like, "Ah, I don't like people. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's it, some days. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it comes positive and people want to be around it, but it's more along the lines of those things you read. It seems like I'm saying it to everyone else, but they're, they're for me. Right. You know, be kind. Don't cuss nobody out today, Ryan. Yeah. You can help it. You know, those are things for me to keep me positive and to keep uh, that positive binging rather than, you know, I'll start looking at the more negative things. You know what I mean? And I'll get inbox from people. Uh, I appreciate that. Like you've noticed some things like yeah. that. I try to keep it going because of that. But if those people never hit me up, I still have to keep myself going. I realized that in the process of finding myself in that, I was, I never had done acting at that point. But as a comedian and an entertainer in that aspect, every chair, every table is aimed at me. I have to be, I don't have to be, but it's best with all of these minds fixated on my words, my action, to have some kind of positive uh, point that I'm moving from. I can, you know, make it negative, but 
it's all under the umbrella of let's be positive for everything, myself yeah. and yourself included. Well, it's like it's it's funny too because I, I like I said I was going through your Facebook, reading all that stuff, and then mm-hmm. when I. When I first met you, it, it almost hits you when you meet him, like because mm. and he walks through the door, and you, you were just, you said thank you, you were like this is so nice, and I, for me pointing out the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like people, people don't, don't offer do you a place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that goes back to the depression. Before then, yeah. I wouldn't look at myself as being as awesome, but everything that I explained to you led to that thank you. Mm-hmm. Born in Chicago, the hood, the city, but I was raised in Louisiana, the South the hospitality. Mm-hmm. So for you to say that, it sticks out to me. Yeah. Otherwise I'd have been an asshole. We went a bathroom. <laughs> you know? But I have a I, I, I was able to look at myself and realize how well rounded I am. Yeah. You know, I am something to look at. I am something to laugh with. I am something to cry with. I am awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to give to every person I interact with. And um before you go up on stage, with, mm-hmm. with this all being said and stuff, is that what you say to yourself? Like that mantra to kind of just hype you up a no, little bit? I don't bit? need all that. I've been doing this for a long time. When you first started out? For like when the, I first the started out, I say the same thing that I say still to this day. Uh, bless me to have fun and bless them to have fun with me. Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've started doing the Stuart Smalley thing. <laughs> because I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it. People <laughs> like me. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing it long enough. I've had so many ups and downs, and uh, I've had the luxury, the luck, I'm so well-rounded, of being in that DJ booth and watching death yeah. upon death. You know, your favorite comic <laughs> can die in the room, you know what I mean? And I've seen it, yeah. and it's humbling to watch, and it's even more humbling to experience, but to watch, you get, I can, I'm not going to do that, you know, you get a right. good experience from it. So I haven't bombed so much that I feel like I need to hype myself up. I, I just know that these people paid. Yeah. And I want to deliver. You know what I mean? I, I'll have that on me. I rarely get nervous uh, to the point where I'm like, yeah, like, I hope this goes good. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> you get to a certain point when these jokes have been working. If they don't work, I know it's not me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. You're just an asshole. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most asshole crowd I've ever dealt with. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. You pulled a Bill Burr in Philadelphia on him. <laughs> Ten minutes. Oh, I said that yesterday too, but I love it so much. I it's my love, favorite thing. I in the love this I do not care. Oh, it's so And great. I'm not leaving this stage make me yeah i'm better than you kind of thing is one of my favorites i listen to his monday morning podcast it's one of the reasons um that kind of i started this it's it's bill burr's podcast my favorite murder i don't know if you've heard that or not it's two la girls talking about murder and it's comedy really yeah i know (laughs) everyone knows that but if you listen to it they're not making fun of the actual um act itself or the victims Uh It's their back and forth when they're talking to each other because they're idiots. <laughs> and it's so funny. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's those kind of people where they're just like, I don't give a shit. Mm. And they're a character within themselves. I mean, just by meeting you, like you have a character about you. Mm. And you, have, um, you know, like you're saying, you're sitting on the couch, there's depression, and you finally realize one day, I am a character. Every Everybody's their own character. Mm. And you've actually, you know yourself so well now that you've grasped that character and you go out in front of the world and people are drawn to it because there's a lot of people out there that don't have the same kind of thing. They're either battling depression mm-hmm. or they're insecure. And then when you see someone like you walk in or go up on stage and you're like, this guy is awesome and he knows everything about himself and that's why it works so well. Yeah. And the DJ booth watching these comics, 
going up there insecure and all this other stuff and you're like dude no get it together man right (laughs) and like being the doorman this is this is what i realized how important i was or at least a piece of it being the doorman at the same comedy club this before i even started comedy i realized how important i am for the entire show Mm -hmm. i just get you to your seat but how important am i to just hey how are you how many come this way sit down that's it Mm -hmm. that's it that's all i have to do but hey, how are you? All right, cool. Up against the wall, ma'am. We're doing a pat down, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'm not going to pat you down, but it broke the ice instantly. Because <laughs> when they come through the door, my bills, my children, yeah. my mortgage is all on their shoulders, on their face. Please don't make fun of me. And I have to be the one to snap you in reality. You paid to laugh. Come on and laugh. Right. So once I started realizing just a simple joke, how far to go for the entire show, I started realizing how important one person is for the next meaning my joke influenced that whole output for the rest of the show Mm -hmm. the person or let's say an individual lady who comes in with all the bills and pressure on her face i say that and she instantly instantly forget about that light bill lights can be off at the house (laughs) and not even worrying about it anymore and it, it gave me a sense of pride like i'm Bigger than what I think I am. Yeah. That was just the beginning of me figuring out certain things about me. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's so cool. Hey, I just want to say I love how you took the ownership of like I am the problem and then I am the solution mm-hmm. because I hear so much with depression and so I mean it's 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 easy to get lost mm-hmm. in kind of this victimy place. I mean depression does that, mm-hmm. and it's it's just I'm inspired over here hearing you be like, no, I took ownership of it and then made something of it. When you're depressed, just stop and look around. There is no one there because mm-hmm. you've pushed them all the way. There's no one there but you saying the things, feeling the thing that you're feeling. It's just a simple of just as as it as it was a simple to hit that switch down and have those down feelings. You can just start flicking it the other way every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And not, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not you know I still battle with it. There's still sometimes where I question. Uh, uh, my awesomeness, if you will. Right. And and I think that's what makes us all human. We should have those questions. Otherwise, you'll be content. Well, Contentment is the devil. It, not to, yeah. like, take this to the drag queen side. <laughs> okay. Here we, right, here we are. Here we are. And by the way, I do derail things sometimes, but I always get the caboose back on I the I feel track. like we're going to go drag queen and bring it all full circle. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. But, like, it's like, um, if you watch any... Um, any interviews like RuPaul or Uh anything like that at the end of everything um, he does he always says if you're not going to love yourself how the hell are you going to love anybody else and I mean it's so true but everyone has those demons and you don't necessarily get rid of them forever you know how to manage them and you know what the truth is Mm -hmm. and when you realize what the and by the way, real quick, how did the hell did we get down this this road? We're we're here. We're we here. here. We're here. We're here. Okay. Is some one person like say it, please? I'm yeah. so down. And well, the rest like, of the people are like, I thought this guy was funny. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I am wearing a Dr. Phil shirt on my face. <laughs> I'd like for you to be funny, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get over. This we'll we'll come back to. We'll the come depression. back to the depression topic. Somebody just got depressed. Like, oh man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that other standing in the mirror and they're like, I'm good enough i'm good enough yeah yeah it looks like katie the couch couch crashers involved in this episode hey katie how's that mold going at your house okay that's the that is a synonym for depression that's why she's staying away from it she came over here two weeks ago asked to borrow a mop and bucket she hasn't left since okay (laughs) 
Nancy's got the mop and bucket next to her right now. Yeah. Just in case she's asked to leave. That's right. <laughs> still have the mop. Um, well, first of all, that was awesome. Uh, second of all, mm-hmm. let's see. Why don't we start going into um, the theme of the show? That, that, that when I started the show is because I'm a very awkward person. Um, I embarrass myself all the time. I'm a foot in the mouth kind of guy. Okay. So I'll go to a real fancy event and probably have like be spitting on someone's face as I'm talking to them. Okay. And then wiping it off and saying I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, hand wipe. Hand wipe. This is gonna make it clean. Yeah. <laughs> Straight down the nose and lips. But you do slowly over the lips. <laughs> and you're like you're beautiful. You're so great. So um, with that being said, so now now we get it right. We're all. I get it. Okay. I get. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to have you on because um, I mean you obviously from what we've just been talking about you've been around you've seen a lot of things the mm-hmm. DJ booth uh, you know that you mentioned I wanted to see if you had any like awkward embarrassing stories that, that you think are and first of all we're making light of it it's funny yes okay when, the, the, when it's happening I, you wish you were dead hence the name of the show yes but when it's over Two days later, and you tell telling your friend, and your friend just starts laughing. That's what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, I mean, do you have anything that, that yeah, comes to mind? I'm sure you got a bunch. But... I've got a couple. You know, I'm going to say this first, and this is not embarrassing towards me, but as you go to comedy clubs, be aware of your uh, surroundings. You know, that's what this is for, mm-hmm. this first story. This is about laughing too hard in a comedy show. Now, you look at me and say, how do you do that? You do that by throwing your head back <laughs> and laughing and coming back. This oh, is wow. a no-no in a comedy club because <laughs> comedy clubs have live candles on each table. Some do. Some go into the plastic one. But if they're good, old-school comedy club, they got real candles. So if you're like, oh, my God, he's so funny, and you dip your head back, you might come back with some flames. <laughs> so one day I'm on the stage, and I'm, you know, telling jokes, telling jokes, and I, oh, ooh, ooh. And I look over and I see a group of women, you know, doing this <laughs> over another girl, patting her head hard as shit. And I'm like, what is going on over there? I'm scared. I'm in the hood a little bit. So I'm like, what's going on over there? He's like, a hellfire, hellfire. <laughs> and I'm like, on the fire, fire? And the second fire is when the whiff of this hair oh, God. hits me. And I mean, it is super duper strong, right? And she's patting and patting and they carry off to the bathroom. I just give the crowd a look. You know, because I let the joke. They, we we all adults. We all saw that. Yeah. And I just like, should I joke? Should I not? Let me look at these guys and see what they want. And everybody looked, and then they looked at me, and I was like, are you going to say something? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I just went on for like 10 minutes riffing about her hair and everything. I'm sure there's some weave jokes in there and everything like that. But just be mindful of that. I'm sure that was embarrassing for her, but I don't care. As a comedian, that doesn't matter. Uh, and that's a gift from God when something like that happens. Oh my God! Yes, I mean, like, thank you, Jesus. Oh my God! Like, thank you. My embarrassing story, and I will never forget this. I was at the Hollywood Improv, and this was one of my first time performing there. And this is uh, this place was uh, Monday nights at the uh, Improv, and Hollywood was notorious for sending you home with a new aspect and look on life. <laughs> um, so this is one of my first times and everything, and. Um, I'll never forget this comedian by the name of G-Thang, Gary uh, Johnson. Uh, very, very, uh, very, very good guy, you know. Um, he came, <laughs> he was an asshole this particular night. He came to me here. He's like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, man, because if you're not, they going to boo you. Good luck. And walked off. <laughs> I'm like, <Scary>. motherfucker. 
<laughs> so I get up there and I go over my first joke and they like, hmm, that's the laugh I got. Hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I gotta, we gonna double back to the end joke and move that up here. And I hit them with the end joke and they're like, no. And I'm like, shit. Cause I got like 10 more minutes left. And I, 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 I scrounge around through it. It was just being the first guy, they wasn't giving me any energy. And I was new, so to speak, still then. I didn't know how to handle that. No. Just joke, here's some more jokes then. And like, now we wanted more personality that night. And once I was done, it was horrible. Horrible. I'm walking off and I feel shitty. Like maybe, maybe I should just stick to DJing or something. <laughs> you know, I feel I feel shitty. And the worst thing that can happen when you feel like this after the stage is someone to come up and try to make you feel better. <laughs> yes. Because they say all the wrong shit. There's nothing you can say oh, yeah. that'll make me feel good. Now I am in the Hollywood improv. The person <laughs> who pulled me to the side to talk to me was Brandy. Brandy Norwood, the singer. No shit. Oh my God, baby. It wasn't that bad. Like, please <laughs> stop talking to me. <laughs> I didn't even know you were here. I'm walking through the crowd, sad. Yeah. And she grabbed me by the arm and yeah. <laughs> made sure to talk to me. Oh, it, was, it wasn't that bad, baby. Like, yeah, it was okay. No, you should keep going. <laughs> Don't let this bother you. I'm like, you are killing me inside. Yeah. I'm trying to take it as motivational, but not by you, Brandy. Brandy, we all saw your Cinderella, okay? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Amazing story. Here's a twist at the end. Never think you would you would be remembered by something like that. Years later, I, I'm a warm-up artist for a late-night talk show. Monique had a talk show on BET. Brandy's one of the guests. I'm warming up the audience. Monique talked to Brandy. We'll be back, baby. That's how Monique talked. We'll be back, baby, after these messages. And we go to commercial, and Brandy comes up to me. Hey, baby, why do you look so familiar to me? And I, I said, I don't know. I know. I fucking know. But I ain't for the same. Remember me? The guy who went down in flames at the improv. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a comic. Maybe you've seen me somewhere. And you know what she said? Nah, I don't think so. I'm like, <laughs> I want to put you in the figure four leg lock, Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> but ever since then, it makes me realize, like, you know, those small instances where you think, like, oh, I died here. Brandy remembered me. Yeah. That's a positive spin on it, even though that was hurtful. Yeah. Don't grab me by the hand and say, oh, it was okay. Yeah. That hurt. But that's my that's one of my embarrassing stories. <laughs> that's exactly one of those situations. Like, have you ever walked into like a play class door or whatever Several and it's like a crowded place and you get these like old middle-aged white women that are you know busy bodies and they like run over and they're like oh are you all right and my nose is broken and it's bleeding all over my shirt leave me the fuck alone okay i'm having physical pain as well as embarrassment right now get out of my face yeah. i love those clear windows and watching people walk into them yeah they should put those all over the town just for people so I guess what we're trying to say here is like you're not helping if somebody does something really bad. <laughs> Just leave it alone, pretend it didn't happen, and move on with your Let day. Let him yeah. walk away in shame, okay? Yeah, right. Just you whisper to him, don't kill yourself <laughs> and let him go. Because I know you wish you were dead. Yeah. Wished I was dead two times over that night. Oh, oh my that. Right. Let's see if I can think of one more. I think. Um, While you're thinking, what's your show in Colorado Springs? Uh, it's called Nights of Laughter. We do it every fourth. 
Thursday. This one we're doing a little different because, like I said, we have Alex Thomas coming in. Like I said, you've seen him in the movie Wash. Uh, he's uh, been a writer and producer for uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Jamie Foxx show, amongst other things. There's so many things that I'm missing I, I, I can't think of right now. But we do it every third Thursday. Uh, we have karaoke in the beginning, which is fun because I call it the no-name karaoke because I'm not going to remember your name. And we have no screens. You have to know the words. And uh, <laughs> it, it works out to be fun when alcohol is involved. Do you have, um, I, I saw something online the other day. It says best karaoke ever. And uh-huh. it's the tequila song. The do, 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 do. Yeah. And he just goes, tequila. tequila. <laughs> you kill it. You need to get a guy to go up and do it. I'm going to do it this <laughs> you time. You need to do it. Nobody's ever done it in my show. You need show. to do it. do it. And what's the venue? The venue is called the Gold Room. Ooh, it's the most exquisite uh, venue in Colorado Springs. The reason why I say that is because it's attached to the Wyndham Hotel, five-star spa, oh. Wyndham Hotel. My headliners are able to come out of the hotel, take 10 steps, and walk right on stage. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's the Gold Room. It's not a bar. It's an actual uh, event room. We have upstairs and downstairs, wraparound, balcony. We're able to fit uh, 250, and uh, it's always a good show. I bring national headliners. Uh, I would anyway. I would come out of the improv here in Denver, and I would see. I would shake your hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And people would say, "I came all the way to see you from Colorado Springs." And I, I'm new here. I didn't know where where yeah. that was. When I looked up, it's an hour. Where you travel an hour for comedy? Well, that's why I was wondering too. Yeah. Okay. Good. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? Well, all we have is loonies down there, and we come here to see the shows. It's like an out of town thing for us. I'm like, that is the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. So I, I made sure to try to find a venue and find. Uh, a proper venue. It's not just a regular little bar or brewery. It's a real event center. We are attached, excuse me, to the uh, radio station out there. We get multiple people. You can you, you look through the pictures. My Instagram is Mr. Ryan Evans. Look through my pictures. You'll yeah. see. We always get a great crowd, and I try to bring you the national headliner so you don't have to go that far. Golly, for comedy. Yeah. If there was not a Denver improv, there would be no comedy other than comedy works. Right. And, you know, you don't see many of me there. No. So, you know, this is this is something I would like to implement, not for all of Denver, but just for people who want to see something else, a little variety, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that comedy field. That's why I started. Oh, that's awesome. And Colorado Springs, I mean, that's actually brilliant that you're down there because literally there is nothing else to do. Like, Web there's Hall, nothing there's to nothing, do. Nothing, nothing. So. And it's weird, though. Like, people, people, it's nothing to do, but sometimes people are like, I don't know them, so I'm not coming. Like, when are you going to have a good comedy show? Like, this comedy yeah. is funny. You know, that's I said it to everybody. Go to live comedy because you want to laugh, not because you want to see this person or want to see that person. There's got to be somebody there funny. Go there and laugh and support. Yeah, excellent. Okay, dude, I got I got some stuff out there that you can research. I know we're a startup, but we're getting there. Just look it up a Do little something. bit. Yeah. And then you never know. Even if it's starting up, this might be you might have your own radio station two years from now, next year. And I'm definitely coming back. <laughs> uh, if that's the case, you're my co-host, and we'll go back and forth the whole it entire is done, time. It is said I am there. By the way, Ryan and I don't hike in the woods. Okay? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck the woods. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is that's awesome. Um <laughs> So how long were you on the Monique show? Uh, the Monique show ran for uh, three. No, this is what happened. The Monique show was getting picked up for its third season. We were so happy. Like, yay. Yeah. I came on on the second season as an audience uh, warm-up, and I helped with the writing a little bit, but mainly audience warm-up. 
And uh, so you're got, the hype guy. I'm the guy. That's awesome. Okay. It, it, it was very intimidating at first because it's like I see we do two shows, so I see like 600 people yeah. in a day, and it's like, all right, go. They don't <laughs> tell you shit. And, you know, I got the job not because my brother was there, but because I did like a lot of stuff to make sure I got the job. Like I lived in Los Angeles, they filmed in Atlanta. I would travel. I would spend my dollar just to make sure. Hey, writer. Hey, producer. Hey, director. It's me again. And once the they uh, wanted to move past the uh, warm up they had, it was no brainer. We yeah. got Ryan. So it, it was intimidating at first. I'd never done anything like that before. But once I did, is man, that was the best part of my career. Yeah. I, Monique show Monique period is the best person I've met in this field. Nothing but love. She actually comes across like that though too. She, I mean, you can definitely tell when you watch her and everything. You can feel it. It's like she's a very genuine person, is what it seems like. I've watched so. grown men hug her after shows and cry for no fucking reason. <laughs> no, like that cry. Like, oh god, sir. It is just something she pulls out of you with that hug, and you'll feel her spirit. But that was the best time of my career, warming up that audience. I, I, I every not every day, but I still pray that she like she's in Vegas now. She has a, 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 a stint in Vegas. Yeah. She's doing that, but I'm like, please be over with and do another moment. Yeah. So I'll come for free. Like, it was just a great part of it. I did that just for one season. When we was going to the third season, something happened. Yeah. I Don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's just Hollywood. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, Showbiz. I, I didn't even trip off of it. Yeah. I started working on the road immediately. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about, um, like, I did say it stalked you, but maybe I should have known about <laughs> the LOL network. What, what's the that? LOL network? Um, like I said, Kevin Hart is a uh, good people's. He's uh, helped my career out tremendously over time. Um, like I remember Kevin from back in the day. Uh, I remember when his friends uh, became his friends. All the people you saw, he bought cars for all his people. I know everyone. Really? And those people. Yeah. Those people are, are people I've known for years. And uh, he came here, uh, did the Pepsi Center last year, and he was like, you know, one of the biggest uh, festivals for comedy yep. is uh, what's the what's the name of it? Just for laughs. Just for laughs yep. in Montreal. And he was like. Uh, I got a spot. You want to do Montreal? I was like, fuck yeah. Did you? you? Know? Yeah. He, hey, uh, I'm coming to Denver. Uh, I said, hey, you coming to Denver? That's What's up? Awesome. And he gave me third row seats. Me and Sue sat third row. And it's like, you know, Kevin, you know, yeah. that's how I look at it. Because I've seen Kevin for years. But 17,000 people to see Kevin. Yeah. Put a lot of things in perspective. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm working hard, but maybe I'm working hard in the wrong direction or working hard at something here and I can shoot bigger. You know, that's what I love about Kevin. Just watching him makes me motivated. But the LOL network is a network that he started on uh, the internet. Uh, remember, uh, uh, it's uh, like YouTube or is yeah, that how it started? It, it, no, not like YouTube. It was literally he had enough fanage that he can start a network himself. And he did. It's been going on. Remember when Tony Roberts did that? That was like Christmas two years ago. It's been going on for like two, two and a half years. He uh, has a number one podcast on there uh, as yeah. well. Um, so what we'll do um, in the future and for all the listeners out there is um, we'll dig a little bit deeper into the LOL network with the okay. Kevin Hart and that sort of stuff. Okay. And then, um, you know, next time we're, we're, we're on, yeah. um, we'll just, I'll, I'll start throwing some more of the, that okay. stuff out. Because so, I, I mean, that, I'm like really, yes. yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> and I'm all like, of course, the one thing I didn't fucking look up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really broadcast that. Like he has a book that just came out and 
those stories that are in the book, like I was there for, you know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, it's not that big of a deal to me, but I can tell. <laughs> uh, it is to me. I'm like fangirling so bad right now. <laughs> He's just an awesome dude, man. And like, yeah, I went and did the LOL Network and filmed for that and did that uh, Just for Laugh Festival, which is, you don't get invited to that. No. You know? not, yeah. not by any means. For him to see me and say, I remember, funny, funny, go. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was like two weeks later. Like it was like that close, wasn't it? I didn't even have a passport, <laughs> oh, but I got one quickly yeah. as fuck. Did yeah, you go yeah. down to that? The, the, the I went to wait inside or whatever. I went to CVS, took my picture, and then yeah, I went to that big building. They make you uh, give you uh, give them a bunch of shit. Like I need to see. And you got it takes forever. Everything. <laughs> okay, so the fucker that took mine because I went. I had my friends um, spoke fluent Spanish. And he's like, let's go to Puerto Vallarta in like in two weeks, and I just got like a bonus. So I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. So I went down to get my picture taken. First of all, the picture is like this, and if you can't, you can't see it right now, but I'm like half cross-eyed with like my chin down. I don't know what the hell I was on or doing. And if every time I open it, I went to London after that, and they detained me because they couldn't recognize me because I have like this. Uh, who the fuck is this? I'm like, I'm asking myself the same question every morning. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, so I mean, I get that. So, um, But yeah, the Just for Last Festival, I, I'm... I've heard of that before. That's like a huge deal. So that, mm -hmm. that's so cool. Yeah, and like, it was great to be there. We're gonna go um, to Chicago sometime um, later this year and go to Second City. Yeah, Second City, where Chris Farley yeah. started, or anything yeah, like that. It's yeah, always yeah. I've never been there, and I've always wanted to go. Yeah, and so uh, I'm pretty stoked about that, just to go see it and, and that sort of thing. Um, Very prestigious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, those are our dogs out there. That's what that is. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I, I was all like, yeah, we I'm locked him in the back. Any noises yeah, I'm aware of. You're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, that's my neighbor, <laughs> Tiffany. She needs another dime. She's short for a 40. So, <laughs> especially in this neighborhood. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. <laughs> Just scratching at the door. Yeah. Please, let me in. Let me in. Let me it's in. me, Tiffany. We're out of vodka, Tiffany. <laughs> Damn it, it's Sunday. Um... <laughs> I'm having a really good time. This is fun. <laughs> okay, this is, good. This is great fun. Because we're going to get on the radio, Ryan. This, we're going to have to do this. One year. We're going to have to do this every single day. I'm with it. I'm with it. Morning drive, evening drive, it doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> what if this energy was on a late night love section? Oh, energy. I would love it. I would love it. Call in now. <laughs> you know, Tell request. Us your dirty sex secrets. <laughs> That's so funny. Maria, Dirty. is that you? <laughs> Maria. <laughs> I'm telling mom that you did that with your JJ. <laughs> Tiffany, so, the neighbor's calling. Tiffany, yeah, Tiffany, the neighbor. She's, she's short and vodka. Um, so you're in Aurora. Yep. Damn, you know where I live? <laughs> Who told me on the phone I wrote okay, it down? I'm like, what the fuck? I and your address is. <laughs> way too much on the internet. <laughs> and then it gets quiet, and I'm like, so Ryan's left, and I don't know if we're going to be able to post this. <laughs> but if you didn't know, he's right-handed. <laughs> All my specifics come out. <laughs> His credit card number is 543. <laughs> Expiration July. No. Um, so, since you've been in, how long have you been in Denver? Eight? Eight? Eight. Eight, Eight years. years. And, um, um, I was telling Katie earlier that, like, when I went and got an agent, 
that was a Maxim model or whatever mm-hmm. back in like 20. Can't you tell? I can see it. <laughs> you, you charming. Um, so I, <laughs> back when I was good looking uh, and I had hair, um, I was a Maxim model. This is, oh, oh you got the same do. I was yeah, shave, the same do. The same do. Yeah, which is yeah. nothing. I, I, quit, I quit the fight. Yeah. I was like, you know, you've won, God. Yeah. I'll sit this one out. I don't get the whole horseshoe thing. I, I, you know, who wants to look like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters? Like, I let it grow out like two days ago, and I'm like, let's see what it looks like. Maybe, maybe it's like thin here. It's not. I can like thin it and have it like real thin everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, no, if it doesn't do that here anymore, no, it's, not anymore. It's just the saddest thing. Like I've been growing my out, my hair out too. I don't even look in the mirror when I go to the shower anymore. I just scream. <laughs> Katie's been here and she's like, "What's that sound?" O'Neill's in the shower. Scream <laughs> by the mirror. Don't worry, in five minutes he'll get out. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> That is hysterical. <laughs> I, I keep interrupting your question. No, I, no, I love it. Sorry. I'm screaming by the beard. That's hysterical. Um, but uh, so for for like Denver and everything like that, like where would you see where like the opportunity is? Because everyone's like, well, you need to move to LA or you need to move to New York if you really want to pursue this. But some people don't really want to live there in those areas. One, the cost of living is extremely hard. Like one hard two and high. three. Yes. Yeah. So that, and then you're you're at a cattle call at every single thing you do. There's mm-hmm. fifty thousand others of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, for your advice, like, where do you see like the opportunity in Denver for comedy? Um, because I I've looked at like I said I, I've been looking at like your resume and your website and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, you're in you're in everything like that. You're just I try. You gotta doing. be. And that's I guess that's what I was about to say. Try to limit your lines that you stand in. And what I mean by that is, um, okay, you're a comic. You can stand in this line and just say, I'm a comic. And that line is going to have uh, 5,000 people in it. Yeah. So how do you limit that line? Are you, do you have headshots? Immediately stepping up in the line. Because some people just take it with their cell phones nowadays. <laughs> and other people spend some money and get some real headshots so they yeah. can have them. So you spend money and invest, uh, rather than spend money, invest in yourself and uh, move up in a line. Now do you have a set on tape, you know, so you can get out of Denver. This is the whole object, not to make Denver hot. No, you will never, <laughs> well, yeah, you we, will yeah. never compete with Los Angeles and New York, not even Chicago. Be who the fuck you are, Denver. You are the middle of America. <laughs> so the object is to leave, but that doesn't mean this can't be a great place in the sense of making great comedians. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> develop your uh, material for outside of Denver. Uh, everybody doesn't know know uh, the inner workings of Denver and things like that. So always think big. And, uh, you know, money. Start realizing your value. Every show shouldn't be free. Uh, some people want to pay to see you. Even if it's at a, bre- uh, a, bu- a brewery, I have trouble with that word. Brewery, but, yeah. Yeah, even if it's at like one of those bars, uh, have a donation girl or guy, you know, at the front door say, you know, uh, we're accepting $3 oh, donations. Yeah. That's like, a- who has $3? Yeah. People have five, you know, so they'll drop that five. Five ain't shit to people nowadays. And it gets you to, you know, it's not so much to get you to get money, but put value on what you're doing. That's what I see around Denver. There is no value on this. Uh, you know, you can come on with your scruffy beard and your fucking... And I, I, I wore a polo for you. <laughs> <laughs> he but, looks snazzy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dressed up for you, Ryan. I dressed up for you. Uh, 
um, but Katie and I, we were talking about that yesterday where we're like, what is with all these people going up on stage looking like shit, wearing just, dirty clothes? Just rolled off the couch to yeah. come entertain me. And I paid to see you. So have some pride about that. Right. Understand that even if there's 10 people in that room, one person might be looking at you and deciding that this person is comedy. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, that's what comedy is to them. Yeah. And now they have that dumbass shit you just did yeah. on their mind. Yeah. Like, I need to give me some dirty overalls and grow my beard out and talk stupid shit. Well, I was thinking face. about that too. I was like, should I just wear a holy shirt? You know? I'll let it, my hair grow out. <laughs> it, it makes it so you cannot place value on it. I don't want to pay you. You, It make me feel stupid to have to pay you. You don't even care. Right. So understand that it goes way past you. And just find sm smaller lines to stand in. You know, don't, so think bigger. That's yeah. all, that's all it is. Think bigger. It's no more we're in the middle of America. Nobody knows about us. We can do what we want to in the mountains and shit, bro. No more of that. It's yeah. a big city now. It's time to think about money. Yeah. There's not enough pot out there. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. <laughs> it was getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> Go pot. <laughs> I was, I was, I suggested this a while ago, but I don't think nobody's going to take me up on it, but. You know, I know some execs and producers out in Los Angeles, as some other people probably do out here. Stream your your bullshit show live so they can see it. <laughs> yeah. Or just film it and send it to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Help each other. It seems like it's only 20 comics in this town. Those people help each other. But, yeah. well, but there's it, a lot more people here. I've started doing this. And I'm not saying anything bad about anybody that we've been going through. But the reason why, and I told you I was so excited to meet you, because I've been seeing your media and stuff online and that's why i started doing the podcast and i was like well screw the stand-up stuff right now i want to do the podcast because one you get it on itunes mm -hmm. and it someone likes it they tell a friend and it grows, it grows. a lot faster word of mouth you know um i we're looking to to stream this live or, or to videotape it mm -hmm. but um you know i got i need to lose a little weight so yeah well i started this new diet ryan listen to this so i started this new diet what diet it's it's it sucks. It's horrible. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I've been masturbating to food oh, porn God. all day, and I'm still starving. <laughs> so it's bad when you have a sandwich waiting for absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you like you looking at the sandwich, looking at the porn, looking at the sandwich. Oh, I'm watching porn. <laughs> Just doesn't work. This food porn doesn't work. So I mean, <laughs> oh, you so, look great, man. Never put yourself down. No, I, I, I don't. They're, yeah. they're, they're liars. But I, <laughs> I, I've seen them. Why do you think I'm so excited now? <laughs> I've been out in the world, man. <laughs> well, my my insecurity is shrinking yeah. a little. Just stand next to people. <laughs> Just stand next. To huh? Yeah, I know. Look, look, at, look that. at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the, I love the, I love the honesty. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we're good for, for today. It's over. Well, what do you want? What do you want to know? Do I have another story? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, embarrassing, embarrassing. You know, y'all don't know Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood is on The View or what's yeah. it called? Okay. Yeah. Okay. View? Yeah. So Cheryl Underwood was coming to the club and my owner, he talks like this. Ryan, listen, he's Jamaican. I don't know where he got this at. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Dreads and everything. Ryan, listen. Cheryl Underwood is coming down. We're going to make sure we don't fuck this up and we have everything ready for her. I'm like, cool. Uh, she's going to be first. I need you to announce her like 
your life depended on it. And I'm like, cool. I'm the best in town, baby. <laughs> DJ, wait a minute. I got you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready to start the show? Say yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I need more energy. You ready to start the show? Let me say yeah. Yeah. Coming to the stage. You've seen it here. You've seen it there. And I blanked. I blanked. I blanked so hard that I started the yes again. Because I don't know what the fuck to say. No, that ain't enough energy. We got, we got people coming up. Do you want to see the people? Yay! Do you want to see the people? Yay! And I hear my boss, dude, because I was upstairs. I was upstairs, right? I hear feet coming. Hard coming up. Boom. Boom. Charles Underwood. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Underwood. And I, I leaned back and I looked down the stairs. He's like, oh my God, Ryan. And walked away. I was like, that would have taken the cake on the most embarrassing shit ever. Because I was frozen. I couldn't think of who the fuck was coming out. That's awesome. I couldn't think of who was coming out. <laughs> Oh, it's over. Oh, that is perfect. Oh, wait, Sue, though, we didn't really even get into Cyclops Studios. You want to talk about Cyclops Studios? Yeah. Cyclops Studios is one of the biggest studios here in Denver, Colorado. They only have one person that they work with, and that is me. Uh, uh, Cyclops Studios is ran by a, 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 a very, very talented... Uh, uh, photographer, uh, uh, photographer, what do you call it? Uh, director of photography when it comes to uh, film and videos. Uh, Sue Holiday, Suzanne Holiday. Which one would you like, Sue? Suzanne. Suzanne Holiday. Uh, she works uh, with uh, me for the most part, but in working with me, she gets to work with a lot of other people and she does a, f a very good job. She does most of my headshots, all of my video, most of my videos, because I have done some others with other people, but most of the good ones are from Cyclops Studios. <laughs> and it's a very unique story on how she got that name. I'm going to let her tell it to you. Because I'm blind at one. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> so I see with one eye, so that's, you know. But I do a lot with the one eye. <laughs> you know, I get to the nose of the camera, but don't, you know. So what you're saying is don't stand too far on the left side? Or right? <laughs> Either side. Either it side. comes and goes. <laughs> No, but she she's um for for that for that to be a fact, she's done some uh really great things for me in my career. Like I said, you know, just a headshot to simply take you to another line, right. but a great headshot will pass a lot more people up. So a lot of what I am and what you see, especially uh uh nowadays with the acting and the uh, and the comedy, it is all uh, you know, spearheaded. Is there an by email Cyclops. or um, a website that they can go to? For Cyclops Studios, yeah. she has a... a, a uh, Instagram and Facebook, because Cyclops Studios. Oh, okay. And yeah. so if they were interested in, like, you know, um, mm -hmm. using your services and something, this message Absolutely. you on there? Okay. Yeah, I do on-site, uh, you know, like, at locate on locations. I do, you know, oh, cool. inside the, uh, like, the different venues and stuff. We do in, inside, outside. I gotta say, this whole entire time, you're a hard worker, Sue. I mean, you did not stop. And it, it was just flashes all over the place. I am like, I have arrived. <laughs> flashes everywhere. I'm all like, you guys look good. She offers very, very good packages because we understand that, you know, a lot of comics and entertainers, especially in Denver, no, no money. It's no money. So we're not trying no. to rob anybody, but we do work hard. Yeah. So we offer a lot of different packages. We'll come and take pictures while you're performing on stage. We'll even get your headshots, everything. Yeah. We do want to help, but we do want money. We're all here to make a living. <laughs> yes. Folks, so yes. You know? 
You know, I, I got another camera. When she gets a job to go and take pictures, I come and help her. I'm her assistant. So, well, you know. And I always tell people, you get what you pay for. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, well, awesome. We're just, we'll go ahead and sign off. Um, first of all, thank you, Sue and Ryan, for both being on the, the show today. It thank was you. awesome. Thank you. Um, again, this is I Wish I Was Dead podcast. Um, as I always say at the end of every podcast, if you are thinking about suicide and that sort of thing, please call 1-800-273-TALK. We are a comedy podcast. We don't support any of that stuff or anything like that. If you need help, call somebody that needs it. And um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you like, rate, and review on iTunes. Um, if you want to send us your embarrassing stories, the email is I wish I was dead. That's D E D podcast at gmail.com. Could it be a longer email? I'm sure it could be. <laughs> um, and um, thanks again for, for listening and thanks to our guest today. Thank you for having Thank us. You. I need to say this. Neil has the most wonderful handwriting I've ever seen in my life. I've worked on it. I mean, it is, it is, it is, you take the best notes. I can read everything and, <laughs> and it all means something. <laughs> well, it's good that this was a good one because sometimes, it, you know, I'm like, this guy's a dick. <laughs> 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 but I read them in person. <laughs> oh, this was great. We out of here, man. Thank you for awesome. having us. Thank you so much. Keep tuning in. Woo! Ha, ha, ha.